Hi, I'm Geeta Nandi Kuchkur, Managing Editor Asia and Middle East with Information Security Media Group. I have with me Alex Holden, Chief Security Officer, Hold Security, to discuss the challenges of the new age threats and the black market trends impacting the security industry. Alex says the new attacker schemes are getting more disruptive and harmful to businesses and it is critical to make your enterprise an unfeasible target. Welcome Alex and thanks for joining us in this discussion. It's my pleasure to be here. I understand you are talking about the black market trends and how the cyber criminals are evolving and their schemes are getting disruptive and harmful to businesses. So what has been your observation with respect to Asian region how serious is it? It's actually getting much more serious because uh, hackers been more concentrating on the Europe and the uh, United States okay. more than any other region now when defense is being built there and they get rebuffed more often than not they are exploring new markets based on uh, new language skills that the hackers bring into the market as well as uh, potential profits uh, that they can reap from uh, Asian markets but the intensity why is it the same as you see in european and other markets actually the growth is substantially faster well us and the european markets uh, have been attacked for a number of years we see the turn of the tide for the hackers targeting asian countries in much higher volumes so the number of threats you would see every year would be doubling or tripling unlike that only 20 30% growth that we see in united states and europe so what should the enterprise security chiefs learn about the new age hackers and the underground and their monetizing techniques right now we see the hackers trying to monetize almost anything mm-hmm. that they can they look for targets out there that can easily bring them profits and from the security personnel within companies they have to understand the attackers and what they're after making their cyber crimes unfeasible to complete because of number of steps required or unfeasible to complete because of possible disruptions or problems in the hacker supply chain would make your company a target for hackers therefore they would try much less so how do you think the entire black market process works and how are they tapping into these vulnerabilities so the black market is actually a well established well oiled machine that had been working for a number of decades already it's evolving but it's not reinventing itself completely the way that hackers look at the industry the way they look at attack surface they definitely looking how to get the money out or some kind of profitability as quickly as possible with as few disruptions so this wave and the, the changes in this wave changes only to benefit that single goal for the most part the other ways to attack for the hackers but the the, the full profit hacking we see on the rise and their uh, uh way is evolving uh, gradually over time so do you see any kind of pattern or trend in terms of attacks and any particular sectors that are more lucrative for them uh, absolutely so we see ransomware attacks on the rise because it uh, puts hackers much closer to monetization all they have to do is so attack a target and successfully ransom it and then they get cash immediately so we see that area being on the rise botnets uh, being evolved and especially around mobile botnets phones cell phones are uh, being under attack but especially in asian markets we see a price there 
and always uh, attack of financial sector that leads to almost instant profits for hackers. Interesting. So do the practitioners, do you think they understand the process and are they sufficiently educated enough about how this new scheme of things would work and what's the challenge and why is the slackness? One of the challenges that we see in the industry is around understanding of the hackers and what they're after. We are more concentrated on defense than on actually understanding the motives of the attack. In most cases where we see a successful attack, there seems to be a miscommunication between members of security team within the company or within IT more often than there is actually a zero-day exploitation. So we are still dealing with human errors that did not take the current threat landscape in account. That's why we are failing. We are not failing because we don't have enough technology out there. We are failing because we don't implement or don't use technology in the correct way. In fact, it is very surprising that most of practitioners, I spoke to some of the critical sectors like insurance sector, the CISOs are not even aware of how these entire uh, the system of black market works and how the data is uh, extracted or put into the dark web. They're unable to even contemplate such things. Uh, so uh, in such a scenario, what needs to be done? Most likely, we need to understand when attack takes place, it doesn't happen overnight and hackers monetize everything tomorrow. In many cases that we see right now, what's hurting us the most is actually cyber crimes that took place a year ago, two years, even five years ago, that come into fruition because certain things don't change in our environment. But the data that was stolen five years ago still may be potent somewhere. And hackers, collectors, they collect any data that they can and they try to sell as much of it as possible. Even if it doesn't go on black market today and will be sold two years from now, it still may be potent. So when there is a breach of data and there is nothing bad comes from it, we shouldn't forget it. We need to try to remediate it at its root cause so it does not come back and haunt us again. So you have been also emphasizing on spam operations, right? And ransomware, skimming, and viruses, and many other malwares causing damage, essentially which comes as a crime as a service. So how do practitioners spot this in advance? Well, we need to understand the scheme and how complex the scheme is. For example, in the average spam operation, there may be up to 20 to 30 people involved on the hacker side. This is not extremely feasible operation for the hackers, yet it's still reaping its effects because spam been around for almost three decades now. So from our perspective, understanding their operation and inserting issues it's all defenses where it will disrupt that chain and will make a single link of a chain unfeasible with the real entire operation. And we see that happening, for example, in the credit card industry, where credit card major breach of a processor or a store does not really cause a significant issue. It's a few credit cards stolen here and there that seem to be causing issues nowadays, but not the major breaches, thankfully. So when you say applying knowledge against the enemy, so what does it mean? Does it mean that practitioners need to build 
threat intelligence around this? Absolutely. We need to scale our defenses to an attackers, not to compliance as much as uh, we need to do that. I like to say that we need to defend and audit the systems, not against auditors, but against the hackers, because these are the ones who are causing damage. Compliance is a separate discipline from overall security, because the hackers don't look at the compliance statement on the bottom of the page saying, no, it's not feasible. They actually try to do it blindly, and hackers attack the internet as at large. They may be attacking a region. They often target thousands or even millions IP addresses or domain names at once. So to understand what the current attack pattern is and defend against that would actually be much more effective than building defenses hoping to catch some activities randomly. So what do you think is a realistic approach uh, to build critical defenses to um, counter these black market threats? I think it's in the risk management. Risk management brings in threat intelligence, brings in current defenses, it brings insider threats and many other disciplines. And then within risk management, you can make good, feasible decisions on how to protect your enterprise against the most common attacks. In many cases, we see the following four factors that being exploited the most. Viruses and malware, ransomware, weak configurations or misconfigurations, and weak credentials. This is what we see happening on the market the most. There are other things that happen as well. It's not only these four threats, but these four threats, in our view, from threat intelligence, account for almost 90% of all attacks out there on the Internet. And from that perspective, this is the most critical piece that you want to start addressing because that would address about 90% of your potential issues. So beyond technology, uh, what else they need to do to set their house right? Um, well, it, there has to be a policy. And the policies not only have to be nice words, but they have to be enforceable and they have to be up to date. So they have to be based on realistic scenarios. When the incident happens, companies need to be able to react to incident in a timely manner quickly and um, fixing the root cause issue. Not trying to sweep it under the rug, but actually addressing the issue and trying to mitigate uh, the damage done. So there are ways to take the technology and uh, convert it to business language. And the business language uh, is as powerful as technology today. Unlike in the West, where there is discipline, the CISOs are disciplined towards security and putting the right things in place and having the policies, as you mentioned. But Asian region, we do not have policies. Our policies, no disclosure agreements, and which is not mandated across any enterprise. Against this backdrop, what is your advice to the CISOs? Um, well, ultimately, again, the risk management f perspective is not only around the policies. You can create your own policy for your group. You can look and try to measure number of attacks. And uh, when you try to scale your defenses against the attacks, you want to actually address the most common and most hurtful attacks. There would be always uh, one or two issues out there. And uh, lack of policies is not always a bad thing. It just gives you more flexibility. It's ability of a CISO or any IT leader to implement 
the right defenses at the right time. That's what would mitigate the attacks. We are still learning. We are still growing, especially in the Asian region uh, that we see. But nevertheless, we see a great successes, including in Asian region, where defenses are so scalable, so fast, that hackers abandoning some of their attack vectors against some of them. So in the next 12 months, where do you see the security industry moving from APAC region? I'm hoping that the changes will be on multiple fronts. The hackers are now trying to do massive damage bulk attacks across huge spans of the internet. And uh, they are then targeting regions based on linguistics. They are targeting regions based on uh, localizations and ability to get information or data or goods shipped from the region. So I'm hoping that uh, this factor would be minimized based on defenses that some countries already undertaking, some of the policies that are being considered right now in some regions, and on law enforcement actions against it. So there are some really good precedents that are moving toward attacking hackers where they live, where they trying to steal, and bringing them to justice. Right. Thank you, Alex, for sharing your insights on how to strike a right balance in terms of building better defenses to counter these new age hackers. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is Geetan Nandikachkur from ISMG.